together. We're going to pray and just prepare our hearts to receive God's word that's able to change us. Now, I'm extremely excited about sharing the word. It's one of my favorite things to do. Is any, anybody excited about receiving and hearing the word? All right, well, let's pray. Let's put our hands over our hearts. We're not pledging to the flag right now. That's, a, that's another time. But, Father, we just thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you. You're so wonderful, Lord, and we love you so much. Thank you for touching our lives. Thank you for drawing us to yourselves. We thank you for the salvation that we have, we are, and we will experience with you. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to have your way with our hearts as we hear your word. We choose not to just be hearers of the word, but doers as well. And we thank you that your word is powerful and it's transformative. And we say yes to you. We say yes to your word. So we choose to have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and a heart to apply what you want us to do with your word, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. I'm going to continue a series that I started many, many moons ago. It's back in June, I think. Last time I preached. It's back in June. Actually, that's not true. I preached in July, but that was in Virginia at my grandmother's funeral. But anyway, I started a discipleship, a series on discipleship. And uh, you can, I believe it's on, on our podcast, on our website. You can listen to it. And I would encourage you to listen to it if if you weren't here, I would encourage you to listen to it. And if you were here, listen to it again because it's good. Um, but we talked about what is a biblical Christian. You know, a lot of people have their idea, their opinion of what a Christian is. But it's probably important to see what the Word says, what it means to be a Christian, what it looks like. Because Jesus said, on that day, many, many will say to me, Lord, did we not do all these wonderful things? Prophesy, do miracles, cast out demons. Didn't we do all these things? And when he said on that day, he's talking about the day of judgment. And so many people are standing before him and they're thinking, hey, here are our credentials. We did all these wonderful things. And they're going to hear some very, the most sobering and fearful words you'd ever want to hear. From Jesus when he says, depart from me, I never knew you. And, and it says, many will stand before him. So, what that means to me is a lot of people are going to be deceived. They're thinking they're good. They, they're thinking they're on their way to heaven. And they're going to realize when it's too late that he's going to tell them to depart and it's not to heaven. And the Bible says in Corinthians somewhere, I forgot to look it up, but it talks about examining ourselves to see if we are in the faith, to see if Jesus Christ is in us. So the Bible tells us to examine ourselves. Why? So we want to make sure that we're good. You know, it's like if you, if you go to the airport and you're going to Mexico, those of you who are going to go to Chiapas, all nine of you, if you're going to Chiapas, and then you go and then you're, um, <clears throat> you have just enough time to get through security and then you're going to get on a plane and take off. There's no time to do anything else. And you get there and you forgot to check yourself and then the, the guy reaches out for you to see your um, passport. 
you don't have your passport, guess what? You ain't going to Mexico. He's going to say, depart from me. So you don't want to stand. The last thing you want to do is stand before the security guy expecting to get on a plane to go somewhere, and you realize, I am not going to get to get on that plane. Now, that would be horrible. After you paid all that money and, and preparation and everything and realize you're not going to get to go, imagine how much more worse standing before Jesus and you're surprised. And so I talk all about that in, in part one, and so I would encourage you to listen to that. Very challenging, encouraging. And so what I want to talk about and what I'm going to continue to talk about is biblical discipleship, true discipleship. And I would, the title of my message today was going to be a part-time follower. Because I feel like that's how a lot of us, a lot of people live. They're, they're part-time followers of Jesus. But actually, uh, what I felt like the Lord was encouraging me was to name this, living the abundant life that Jesus died to give us. That sounds more exciting for me. And actually, that's more of the reality of what God has for us. <clears throat> when he called us to follow him, be his disciples. Starting with John 10, verse 10, and I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, a very familiar verse, very good one at that. It says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come, now this is Jesus talking. If you're reading it in the, in the red letter edition of the Bible, it's in the red. So Jesus is talking. He says, but I have come to give you Everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. This is what Jesus has come to give you and me. And he made it possible when he, hung, when he was hung on the cross and died. And then when he was raised again to validate and solidify the covenant that he made with us. But he says, I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. And I was looking up in the Greek what that word abundance means. And I forgot to look up what that word was. I couldn't pronounce it anyway. But here's what the word actually means. When he talks about I've come to give you abundance or to live an abundant life, it's over and above, more than is necessary, super added, exceedingly abundantly, supremely, something further, more much more than all, more plainly, also superior, extraordinary, surpassing, 